What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right, you ready? That's me, loud and beefy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Hi, baby. <laughs> Hello, my love. Uh, ready to talk about some sex? Yeah, yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> do, do you know what? Do you know what? I'm in such a silly mood right now. Um, this morning after, so Todd has been going to work. He's been painting. He's been painting my sister's apartment. It's, which is empty. Nobody's there. They needed some work done. We're here on PEI. So he's been going over there in the mornings and doing some painting. And, um, (laughs) today, today after he left, sometimes I feel like I don't really know what's going on with me until, until these moments where I'm in the house alone (laughs) 
<laughs> and and I realize how much I need to like I need to <sighs> like I need to sigh out and so I just start um I'm cleaning tidying up the house and I'm going okay let me try to do this away from the microphone oh, okay quiet I'm just testing my lungs um on the word on the word quiet like that's 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 what I'm just doing this morning while I'm cleaning I don't know I'm just all of a sudden so grateful for there to be no noise in the house and I'm just so thrilled about it that I'm just I'm I'm sighing I'm sighing I'm basically exercising my lungs on this exhale but to just announcing quiet (laughs) why quiet I I have no idea I have no idea. It's reminiscent to me of those moments in life where you like remember something that's really embarrassing and you you could be like alone and then all of a sudden you're like, anyway, to like nobody at all, you just because you're cringing at yourself. It's just like really one of those moments of like... What is what me. is a moment that, that is that embarrassing for you? <laughs> um, well, I, okay, something did happen recently. Um, I can't remember what it was. So I'll take it back to the next most recent memory I have that makes me cringe or that used to make me shout out loud in public um, to erase it from my mind was uh, when I was about 21, I went to Disneyland with my family and we, um, there were seven of us in a passenger van. We drove down the East Coast to Florida and uh, I was in line for the bathroom, which was one of the most surprising things about Disneyland is that the lines were actually really reasonable to the bathroom. But then I go into the stall and I pee and as I'm sort of like holding the door shut with my elbow and like I don't know if I was on my period or what but for some reason I was standing up with my pants down and I leaned against the door and it opened out into the bathroom that I I mean I reacted pretty quickly I don't know like I saw people so I know they must have saw me and I just slammed the door shut and then I stayed in there for like another 15 minutes until um everybody had cycled that's through right I would have done the I would have done out. the exact same thing I would have been like yeah. all right uh not gonna leave here until I hear <laughs> how many people did I count one two three I'm gonna have to count three flushes and three uh sinks turned on and off yeah I'll just wait until the night jam <laughs> yeah I'll wait till the park closes <laughs> um but yeah it it was just like that that was a kind of this moment this morning of me just being like i was i when you're ex or when you're exhaling on a long sustained note sound there's really it's like oming there's Mm. no room for anything else to invade your brain so you can just sort of clear everything out with one long sound and it happened to be the word quiet for me this morning well, that's nice. Um, that you know, maybe I'll give that a try next time that there's nobody in the in the house. It's so. I mean, it's so liberating. First of mm. all, this house isn't attached to anybody, so I know it's not even like I don't even have to think about the neighbors yeah. hearing me. But like in our house at home, where you are, there's like there's a downstairs apartment. Yeah, there's two people that live upstairs. You know. Yeah. I mean, well, I technically it's just me at the house, but there's there's uh, Rob who lives downstairs. So, um, 
in that downstairs apartment. So I would not want to do it while he's here because uh, he would definitely. I've done it. Oh, I've I, done it. Oh, I know. I've, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I'm sure that guy has heard me say a bunch of shit out loud. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to save him from that and not do that. You can do that outside on your walks, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess, I suppose. I, man, I'm so fucking sad. So, so um, this man, this has nothing to do with sex whatsoever, but it has to do with my own personal life. And uh, that's what half of this podcast is about now, I guess. Uh, Big B and I have been going for these daily walks, and I usually take Big B to this really big, beautiful graveyard. I love walking in graveyards. They're my favorite places to walk. I love being in them. I love reading all the weird names. I love seeing the dates. I love thinking about who these people were. And there's never anyone in this fucking graveyard ever. Like it's it's empty all the time. It's our it's my walking spot as well. Well, that spot is now technically uh technically if I'm caught walking Bigby in that spot, I'll get a $700 fine. Yeah, okay, I need to do some research on this because there's a graveyard right next to the house that I'm staying at and I take Rose there every day and it's there's never anybody there and then and then today I called someone up um about a graveyard out where I grew up, which is where my dad wants to be buried. And uh she was like no one's allowed in cemeteries right now. And I didn't re- is it all cemeteries? So, well, I'm not sure, but I'm from what I can tell um the cemetery that is near our house, which is which is also the Titanic cemetery. It's the cemetery where where they where they um, there's a bunch of like it's like where tour got, tours would go because like there's a bunch of Titanic grave uh, stones there, headstones. Yeah. Um, because if people don't know this, the Titanic sunk right off the coast of Nova Scotia. What what? Um, and so so I don't know if that's the reason, but it's it's technically considered a municipal park. I love you just gave Halifax a shout out for being the wrecking wreckage site. <laughs> what up, Halifax? Bunch, bunch, taking down bunch of people down died. Ships? Bunch of people died on a boat close to us. <laughs> um, Don't forget, put Peggy's Cove on that list. Uh, Things. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's uh, I'm I'm just sad. I can't take Bigby there, and uh, Bigby's really sad. And what makes me so what make, makes me more sad is that I can't fucking explain it to him. I can't. There's only one answer here. Kill him? Go under the cover of night. Go to the graveyard under the cover of night. That's actually not a bad idea. It's a really good... I've done it plenty of yeah, times. No, no, one would, no one would know. No, and I don't... I haven't... I mean, I don't Babe, know. Babe, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. Hold on. We're not, Go no, to the no, graveyard no, no, no. under stop, the cover stop, of stop, night. No, stop. Stop. We're not doing this on this show. Uh... Protect, protect yourselves, folks. Uh, social distancing. Listen to the public health authority. They're telling us not to do that. Don't do that. Okay, great. Um, well, I'll tell you what, babe. Um, you're in a silly mood today. I'm today. I today was one of my dose days, and uh, I had a really hard day yesterday. And I woke up today also feeling the the dread, the existential dread of life. Um, and uh, it happened to be my dose day. Uh, because I'm I'm still on this microdosing schedule, and um, and now I feel what? fucking great. I feel amazing. Yeah, I feel ready to fuck the day. You know what I just learned today is that every day is fucking different. Every day. Well, we just talked about it in this conversation that we're about to throw to um, about how this whole thing is a goddamn roller coaster, and it's every day is like it's a different part of the wild roller coaster ride. 
It's a different up and a different down and a different up and a different down. And Yeah, the context I'm saying this within is too, is like taking care of my dad and, and I'm watching his, mm. you know, it's like we're trying to get his pain levels, you know, taken care of. And what I hear from the home care nurses are like, you know, <laughs> whatever he did yesterday was must have been great because he had no pain, but then today he's in pain, but he hasn't done anything different. And they, that's what they say. They're like, every day is different. Like it's not that it's not a, it's not a routine necessarily. The pain is not a routine. Mm. And, um, I really like, it doesn't make any sense to me. My period came yesterday, five days early. And I, it was Monday is the day to apply for the Canadian emergency benefit relief fund or whatever it's called for me because my birthday is in February and I was like it was the day that I had been telling myself I was gonna get you know on top of this like work that I had to do and then I got my period and um I have to respect that so I fucking laid on the couch all day and uh in pain and then and then today I woke up and I'm like this is day two of my period which traditionally is the day that I want to kill everyone <laughs> and mostly Jesus. myself and I woke up and I'm like, I'm going to put my running shoes on and go for a run. I'm bleeding. I'm wearing my period underwear, my thinks. Um, so I'm very comfortable. <clears throat> and then I just put my running shoes on and I fucking ran for 15 minutes, which is, you know, when you only run maybe three times a year. That's, you know, that's good. That's significant for me. Um, but it doesn't make any sense. And if I, if I go, okay, that felt good today. I'm going to do exactly the same thing tomorrow. And then I don't then I'm like, then I'm a piece of shit again in my own eyes. So like, really, it's just sitting home today. I'm like, oh, this is, this is what I have today. This is what, this is what I get today. This is the energy that I get today, you know? Mm. Um, and I find it even like, so I told you, like, I haven't, I've had been having trouble, like, getting in the mood. I have no libido. I'm like, not even really thinking of myself as a sexual being. And you know, I tried to, I've tried to like get myself off a couple of times and I'm like, I don't know, I'm not, just can't, I can't, I, you, I rely on my imagination to tell me stories and like get me turned on and you know, I can have a good time doing that, but I'm just having these like invasive stress thoughts and I'm restless and I can't do it. I'm like, well, oh, this is not, this just fucking feels awful. And then. Do you have a breakthrough? I thought I had a breakthrough. Oh. Mm-hmm. So this is, it's funny. I think somebody sent this recommendation a long time ago. Um, and I started following this account on Facebook and then it was just posting so much that I eventually fucking turned it off. And then I f came across it again when I was searching for audio porn. Babe. Oh my God. I was literally just like, before you said you had a breakthrough, I, I bit my tongue because I was like, let her speak. Because I cut you off too much all the Thank time. You. I know, I know, Thanks, I know. Babe. I get the fucking notes. I, I get the I get the letters y'all send. I know, but I was gonna say, I was gonna say, babe, maybe you should try audio porn. And I did. I went oh. back onto this website that I like called Girl on the Net, and she's British, and she has this very sultry voice, and she has like recordings of of other people. I think on the on there, um, she's all set up with Patreon and everything. This is like clearly a serious operation for her yeah. and she writes and, and narrates her own audio porn. And there, um, but there's I've, two, there's two different types of audio porn, at least from what I've, what I've kind of seen through my research. Right. So there's, there's the audio porn that is, is like, like basically the porn hub of audio porn, which is 
literally the the recordings of like amateur porn like it or, or it, it it's it's recordings of people fucking or getting themselves off like right. literal orgasms but just you're hearing it through audio and then there's the audio porn that is what i think is what you're referring to right now which is like uh someone like narrating an audio book of erotica erotica yeah. yeah right 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 yeah, and so so I got that going on, and honestly, it was like some of the most fun I've had in a really long time. Nice, masturbating. wow! Yeah. And do but you do you masturbate ha- while she's reading it to you? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and it's very much like flicking through videos on a porn site. It's like I'm going to pick one that has a title that looks interesting to me, and they only play for like maybe five six minutes. So I might be like, I might have to go through a few stories um, to like eventually get to you know, the climax or whatever, mm-hmm. but, um, how, I how love, long are I lo- they? How long? Yeah. Like, 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 is this a, you know, is this like a 15 minute story or are they like little five minute stories or, or like, are we talking like a fucking like audio book? No, 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 no. They're for me, they're pretty short. So I think I'm going to go with like maybe five minutes and I might, I might do like play three of them. Um, you can, cool. so I, I really like her stuff and it's just scroll on the net.com. Um, and um, this is not an ad. This is a recommendation. Yeah, this it, is. is this your, is that maybe this is your just the tips, babe? It could be just my just the tips. Yeah, cool. Yeah, let's do that. That's a great. That's a great just the tip. Mm-hmm. Girl on the net. And I is think it free? you know it's free. Yeah, you. I mean, she has a Patreon. It looks like too. There's probably like uh, exclusive content for patrons. Cool. Um, but she's got at least 15 pages of you know one two three four twelve twelve different stories a page um some of them are read by her and some of them are read by other people but i'm into her voice i'm into the pictures she paints and and i find you know like it's hit or miss it's the same thing as like i want to take a dance class online because i want to work out from home and it's like how do i even know what a good you know a good video is gonna be without you know the right sort of uh reviews or Right. Ratings or whatever. But I think she's she's been doing this a long time. Um, from what I can tell, she's got like a very solid following. And um, I really like her. I, li- I really like her voice and her style of writing and, and, the, and the pictures she paints. Very and, cool. Um, yeah. I like that. Uh, I might give that a try. I've been, I you know, I, I've been, I've just been watching a lot of porn. <coughs> See, I'm like, yeah, a part I, of me is like kind of afraid I'm going to like develop a, like, a, a dependence on porn mm. you know like like when i come out of this like am i am i just like gonna need porn to get myself off like when i'm with a with a real person i i mean i i'm, I'm not actually afraid of that um because i'm so fucking horny for just like someone to put their hand on me you know like anywhere like if someone touched my fucking shin right now i'd probably blow a load <laughs> on the floor like i'm i'm I am so itching for like just physical contact. Um, But I am wondering, I'm like, wow, I am watching quite a bit of quite a lot more porn than I normally do or normally would on a regular basis. So maybe I should, uh, maybe I should take a break from that and uh, move over to the audio porn, which, which I've never actually done. I've done the audio porn of like listening to people get themselves off or listening to people fucking. Because uh, that's really hot, I find. Um, 
That re- you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of like, have you ever been in a hotel or a motel or a fucking like an Airbnb in an apartment or or fuck even your own house and like you hear someone in the room next like in the hotel room next to yours or the the apartment next to your apartment or like your roommates having sex and when you hear that like that to me is is an automatic hardcore like libido stimulator i get so turned on when i'm when i hear when i accidentally like hear people fucking Huh, or like getting themselves off or something. I don't know. I don't like, am I alone in that? Do you feel that way? Uh, I don't feel that way necessarily. And I'm just going to acknowledge for a second here that the fucking furnace turned on. So I don't know if you can hear that in the background. Uh, whatever. Um, Who cares? Uh, but the, no, like, especially there's a huge difference to me between someone hearing someone I know fucking, whether it's my roommate or my neighbor Versus like hearing a stranger fucking. Well, yeah, I mean, I, su- I suppose like it would depend on the person you know for sure. Like if I'm, you know, like <laughs> I'm not, you know, if I heard my my mom getting it on, like in the next room, I would be I would be running for the hills. But uh, you know, if if it's um, like, sure, like, let's stick with the stranger thing. I think that's a better yeah. a better better example. It's like if I'm at an Airbnb in a in an apartment building in in Montreal where the walls are fucking paper thin and I can hear the neighbors starting to fuck and I have no idea what they look like or who they are. Yeah. That's hot. That man. Oh man. That's hot. I love that. Cool. I don't, I don't have the same immediate like knee jerk sort of libido. Hmm. I thought, man, uh, wow. I thought that was just like everyone has that. No, it's so, I, I'm, I, I think everyone is so much more, um, more uh it's just it's it's funny because audio porn you're thinking about it and then separating it into these two umbrellas including like listening to people having sex whether it's recording or li- listening to people have sex um whether it's through the wall is like definitely does not elicit the same response to me as hearing someone tell a story mm, interesting um, yeah well but huh. but but maybe if there were like other sounds coming through the the sex wall, like maybe if if they're if they were really like laughing, if I could tell they were having a really good time, then maybe that would turn me on. But if I was just hearing like a headboard against the wall, do you remember? Do you remember? Uh, we had a roommate once. We had a roommate in this house. Who? Yeah, I, I, uh, I was absent for a lot of the loud fucking. You, right, you weren't here because you were on PEI. But do you, or do you with moto or whatever or whatever it was? Do you remember yeah. though? Do you remember? Were you ever here? Like, because it was it was loud fucking. But the thing that you would, even if they were quiet fucking, <laughs> the thing that you would always hear is like every ten seconds you just hear this. Oh yeah! It was like spank central, and and all you would hear is just ass slaps. Uh huh. Was this? This was the same roommate that had the fireworks in the party in the backyard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is the this is the <laughs> this is the roommate uh, that we that we both came to love very deeply because mm-hmm. uh, he was he was just so fun. <clears throat> yeah. Um, fun, fun is uh, is a good word mm, to use. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me think of of um, something I just heard in I've been like uh, inhaling everything by Esther Perel. 
that she's that's coming out right now especially like with the with the current situation and quarantine and all that kind of stuff and uh she was talking about you know the her, one of her big things is like how do you sustain desire in a long-term relationship and like can you want what you already have and etc and so she's talking about it and and she's talking about like in this current situation how do you like cultivate mystery? How do you have like that mysterious otherness that is required for a sexual attraction? <clears throat> and um, she was saying that it was, I think she was telling a story of her life where within the last week or so it was her and her husband's marriage anniversary. And so they got dressed up. They set the living room up at, like a restaurant. They got dressed up. They went out the house. They came in the front door and then they went into the living room like it was a restaurant <laughs> and they had a fucking date. And she was, That's and she so was cute. like, it's, pl- it's play. She's like, kids do yeah. this yeah, 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 all yeah. the time. Yeah. Oh right? my God. Yeah. And she was like, we need to like mm-hmm. engage our imaginations mm-hmm. a little more. Mm-hmm. We have to like play pretend. And it's funny because even just, I, I just so I just put myself in that position. I'm like imagining myself like walking into the front front door of our house, or Todd and I walking into the front door of this house, and like setting up like a date, and and how maybe getting, silly getting your roommate, it would getting, feel. Getting your roommate to be the, <laughs> to be the, the, the fucking the wine uh, uh, sommelier. <laughs> yeah. I love that idea. Um, yeah, exactly. But like, it will feel fucking silly. Like any sort of role playing or pretend feels silly, but well, the you, thing is, I mean, it's you're even, in it together. It's even the idea of like of going on like a on a on a virtual date right now, mm-hmm. which I think is like some people are, are going, yeah, fuck, of course, I'll, that's a great idea, and then yeah. some people like have this have this like um, I don't know r- reservation uh, about it because it seems. Um, it seems silly or it just seems like, I don't know, that's weird. You know, like I, I was having a conversation with a, with one of my like best friends uh, the other day and he was like, I'm going on this, I'm going on this, um, this digital, like this virtual date and like, I don't know, like, what do we, what do I, what do I do? Like he, and, but he, he was, he was like so gung ho, he was ready for it, but he was like, I don't want to just sit, sit down and talk to this fucking girl on my screen. Like. Give me ideas. Give me like date I gotta ideas. entertain her. Yeah, he was like, what could we do that would be really fun? And so we were like, we were hashing ideas back and forth. I actually, I came up with, uh, I think this is a really great idea. What do you think about this? Okay. Going on, and and listen, anyone listening to this, if you want this, you can take it. You can use it. This is, this is for you. You go on a digital date, right? Because you can't go meet up with them. And if you go meet up with them, go fuck yourself. You're an idiot. Stay at home. All right? So you're staying at home and you're going to go on this virtual date. Um, You share each other's physical address with each other. And you, you do this thing where... So let's say you, you swap houses. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, let's say you and I are on the date, right? And so I don't really know you that well. You don't really know me that well, but I trust you and you trust me. And so you give me your home address. I give you mine. And yeah. you go on Uber Eats and you order food for me, but you don't tell me what it is. And then I go on Uber Eats and I order food for you. And then you, it's like a surprise dinner together. And the food arrives and then you both share you both sit down and have a meal together and you're basically trying to like um like maybe i'm still kind of working this out in my head but like maybe you maybe for 30 minutes before the date you kind of just like have it have a discussion with one another 
And without saying any types of food or anything like that, you just ask a series of questions and then you have to base what you <laughs> Are think. Are you that, allergic to anything? Yeah, well, maybe that's one you should ask. But then but then you base you base your first 30 minutes uh, on what you think they would like the most if they were going to get something delivered to their house. And so you deliver it and see if you see if you win. I don't know. So like but something like that is like that's a fucking fun you know, like there's there's some there's inherently something fun and like interesting and and outside of the box of just this fucking screen that is that experience. You know, I I totally get where you're coming from with this. That sounds incredibly uh, stressful to me. Oh, um, just get as, out! Just as, <laughs> no, but no, no, no. Just just the food thing. Just ordering, surprising someone else with food it sounds super stressful to me. But in theory, I like it. It's very bold. It's very bold. Um, you know, I would just hate to be dating me and them to be like not allowed to ask me any questions except for what am I allergic to. And so this like pl- probably this beautiful Italian pasta plate or gorgeous pizza shows right, up just and full I'm like, of, full yeah, of but, carbs. yeah. Uh, but I don't eat this. So well, okay, sorry. sure. Whatever. So like you go, all right, are you allergic to anything? And are you on any specific, um, restrictions? <laughs> Yeah. You know, and then yeah. get that out of the way. You and then have a discussion. You can only date me if you can look it up yourself. Yeah. Anyone anyone who's keto uh, can't do this <laughs> idea. So, yeah. Or you can only do it with each other. And we only want to anyway. So it's fine. Anyway, that's, that's, my, that's my cute <laughs> no, little stay-at-home date idea. I think that's a great stay-at-home date idea. I, 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 I liked what I thought you were going to say with the address thing is we could go on a walk together <clears throat> in my, in my neighborhood on Google maps. <laughs> <laughs> we could just forward, yeah. forward. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Forward. Yeah. Street view. Um, <clears throat> all right. I'm going to throw out my just the tips and then maybe we just, uh, maybe we just throw to this week's conversation. Yeah. Um, uh, my just the tips because I've been doing a lot of work from home, obviously. And I feel like a lot of other people have too. I like to, um, while I'm trying to be productive, I like to have um, music play. <coughs> and um, and I've been kind of tired of my own sort of uh, um, music library. I, I, I needed something to kind of mix things up. And I came across this uh, YouTube channel, which I'm fucking so in love with right now. Um, it's called My Analog Journal. And I don't know anything about this person um, aside from the fact that they are clearly like a a very eclectic um, uh, music aficionado uh, who has a, a very large collection of records. Uh, so this this specific YouTube channel has a series of videos called Coffee Break Sessions. And this is what I've been like, just devouring over the last couple of days. So uh, these coffee break sessions, they are they are a top down video of this guy's um, two deck uh, vinyl record set, and he he basically for about thirty five to forty five minutes plays these records, and the records. So like you know, for example, here I'm on the the, the What's channel. What's the channel now. called? It's called uh, My Analog Journal. And the series of videos is called Coffee Break Sessions. So like one of them is just Coffee Break Sessions, Japanese drama funk and OST vinyl set or African grooves vinyl set or um, 70s Turkish Antolian rock vinyl set 
or USSR Grooves vinyl set. So like there's these there are these really um, these like sort of worldly. Uh, a lot of it's funk. A lot of it's like like jazz. Sweet. And and um, and so he basically the, you know the video is is. Is is this locked off camera that's over top of just his deck, so you can't really see him. You just see his mm-hmm. hands come in or his arms come in, and he swaps out the records and he just lets them play. Um, and it is like if like for studying or or you know mundane like office cooking. type work or cooking or fucking whatever, like just background mm-hmm. sound. It's these really beautiful songs, and like I'm starting to realize like how much I love fucking japanese like funk you know and like and 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 japanese jazz like anyway i i'm totally in love with it and if you were someone who dug the foo the flower horn um shit that i that i um recommended a couple weeks back uh, you might also really dig this because it's kind of in the same vein in terms of like if you could even sit and just watch it and it's calming you know just to see like a record playing well, the, I like his YouTube page. Like I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's wow, pretty cool. Eh? Yeah. Very nice looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna deep dive a little further into him and see what he's all about. He's, he he seems to have like these. Uh, he has other other uploads um, that aren't the coffee break sessions where he, he seems to have like other um, other people come in and like do guest sets where they they kind of spin their own music and stuff. So. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool channel. Uh, highly, highly suggest checking it out. Uh, my analog journal, exploring rare grooves on vinyl, is the uh, tagline there. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. This is exciting. I've been just like feeling so much a desire for like for music that's different. Like everything, really, basically that I'm looking for for entertainment right now. I'm like, what I need current. I need something current that's like. Res- responding to the same world that I'm living in right now. Yeah. And um and this is going to be great for that. I I'm going to drop one one more just the tips because I wasn't anticipating girl in the net um to be my my just the tips but I'm grateful for it. But because we're on the subject of uh music, the other day I was like I need something uh instrumental and <clears throat> and sort of like classical but acoustic classical and at totally randomly like I just I think I googled or I put in my iTunes my music instrumental classical and one of the um one of the top results that came up in albums was an album called Inscape I N S C A P E by Alexandra Streliski Streliski um I think she I think this person is Canadian and it's all just her and a piano and it it's really like it's something that I've been able to put on in the background and it it I find that classical music has has a, a very specific effect on on my sort of neuroscience and if if you've never listened to any um classical music before or you're kind of um new to it or maybe you like it a lot and you haven't heard this particular album i would recommend putting it on it's something it's like some classical music has a lot going on like a lot of different Mm. instruments and um it's very grand and some of it just sounds to me like elevator music and then and then there's there's this and it it um and it's it's just chill it's just nice and relaxing and and warm and like optimistic without being like fucking annoying yeah know? it says here french canadian pianist and composer alexandra streliski streliski's music is fragile and vulnerable its surface mm. optimism a mask for her deep introspection 
but it's also charming. And it goes on to describe some wow. facts. Yeah. I didn't even read that, but those are exactly Very cool. some Very words cool. I would use to describe it. Nice. So now you now you have some music homework, everyone. All right. I love it. Um, well, I'm excited because this is, you know, you and I have been doing this remote thing. Fuck, we've been doing this for a while. Um, be- in one way, another for our, since our entire relationship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in terms of the podcast, we've been doing it, uh, you know, every time you go away or I go away, but we still try to keep up digitally. Um, and now, now we're entering a time where it's forcing us to have guests in this same, this same manner. And uh, so this week we're going we're gonna to throw to a conversation where we do it for the very first time with another guest uh, digitally or re- remotely. Um, which I'm actually really excited about because, um, you know, a little bit of like background information for this podcast and for Sick Boy as well. Um, we've always we've always declined doing interviews remotely, mostly because it's sometimes a pain in the ass. And, you know, it's hard to get like quality audio and, and all these other things that we I always felt like there was also like a removal of humanity in terms of like sitting down and being with someone in person like you, you there, there's something there's, there's there's some sort of intangible experience there that you lose through a screen um, but because of this entire pandemic it's it's sort of flipped our entire model on 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 top of its head and we're forced to do this now and we've been doing it with sick boy for the last couple of weeks and it's actually been really amazing um mm. there i feel like we've we've actually benefited from being forced to do this new to to try out this new form of of conversation uh that we that i wasn't open to in the past and so um i'm really excited to start doing that especially here on on this show because i know that there's been a number of people who've reached out who wanted to chat with us and we've kind of had to say oh well maybe maybe when we come to your yeah. town next um so we're going on tour. <laughs> yeah, we're we're on a worldwide tour now. Um, yeah. So yeah, join us for the for the first show in the in the worldwide turn me on tour, um, which we actually have a conversation with someone from here in Halifax. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so and also someone who's been listening to the show like since quarantine started. Uh, mm-hmm. So Jill sent us an email and uh, wanted to come on the show and and just kind of shoot the shit and and we we said of course and so. Um, this is our, our conversation with our new friend, Jill. We hope you enjoy it. And uh, if you want to be on the show, no matter where you are in the fucking world, um, mm. hit us up. Turn me on podcast at gmail.com or shoot us a, a direct message on Instagram at turn me on podcast. We would love to hear from you and see you and yeah, uh, have us over to your living room for an intimate little mm -hmm, chat. mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. We love each and every one of you and, and to everyone who's been supporting us over on Patreon. Thank you so much. It really means the world to us, especially in these hard times. Um, Yes. Thank you to, um, our patrons who have subscribed this week. Even thank you, Julia and Max and Miriam. Thank you so much for your support. Yeah. Big time. Big time support. Uh, we love you. And uh, uh, all right, I guess that's it for me. Me too. I I think. Okay. Well, we'll then s- we'll see you we'll all see on the other side. Over. Love you. Okay. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
All right, here we are. Here we are, together apart. Together apart with our new friend, Jill. Hi, Jill. Hi, guys. How's it going, Jill? Uh, it's really good. How about you? Uh, good. We're You're our very first guest that we're doing um, this whole thing style? remotely with. Yeah. Yeah, quarantine style. Um, I'm so glad we can see each other, though. Me too. Me too. Well, we can, I mean, I can see you, Brady. Brady, you can see me. Jill, can you actually see us? I can actually see you. <laughs> okay. All right. Because cause, uh, I know that you are, uh, you're technically, are you technically blind? I am. Like- um, yes. Yeah, so I'm uh, technically legally blind, but I'm on the borderline. So I don't need a dog or a cane to get around. I can still see well enough to actually most people wouldn't even really know that I'm visually impaired when they meet me unless I tell them, but I can't see well enough to drive and like, I need like a larger font and hold things up a little closer and stuff. But sure, sure, sure. Yeah. You were showing us your setup here and you're, uh, you are, you're sitting, you're like, you're basically doing what I was doing when I first got a Nintendo when I was like six years old, which was sitting (laughs) with my nose almost to the screen of a, a big TV. Uh, to which my parents told me you'll go blind if you do that. So I don't. I don't know. Is that what uh, happened? <laughs> no, yeah. yeah is, that, is that how you went blind? No, no. It was. It's hereditary. I had a fifty-fifty shot of getting this from my dad. Wow. Got you. Okay. Got you. I didn't realize the. I didn't. I never really thought about it or had reason, like necessarily reason to think about that being a hereditary, hereditary thing. Hmm. Um, so how are you, how are you holding up? How are you holding up during the whole quarantine thing? I've been doing really well. Uh, at first, you know, things were a little rough. My mom was actually in Florida for two weeks. Oh, fuck. That is not the place you want to be. <laughs> no. And she got back. She's been back for three weeks now. So she was self-isolated and like she, I didn't get to see her or anything, but, um, it was like Tuesday when she came back and the Thursday before that, um, Trump started like closing the borders to Europe and stuff. So I was like terrified that she was not going to come back. So I had really bad anxiety and like things were, <laughs> things were a little panicky. But um, um, since then I've kind of like calmed down, like I've made my peace with it sort of. And um, it's just like, you know, going through the phases I think a lot of people are going through. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going through the, um, extremely and over the top horny phase that uh, I feel like uh, like the world is slowly getting more and more uh, falling into? Well, it's funny you mention that because um, I recently, probably about seven weeks ago, I started uh, an antidepressant and that actually really affected my libido. Like I had no desire to like, you know, touch myself or anything like that. So, um, uh, it it was weird at first, like I wasn't having that, but then um, things kind of turned around in the last week. I actually started um, talking to somebody, and um, I've been very turned on. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, and is this is this somebody? Um, uh, is this like through an online dating app, or is this like a like a past? like a past fling that kind of got re-sparked or? Uh, nope. It's, um, it's from, I met him on Bumble. I, I gotta say, I'm, I'm so, <laughs> part, like, I'm so, um, 
part of me is surprised that the online dating has like I've honestly I feel like is like probably picked up more than it normally would have been. For that sure. kind of surprises me, but at the same time I totally get it. I it's it's so fascinating to me that like people are just jumping on the wagon. Like, jumping on yeah, like whatever app they can and just like using it to find people. <laughs> people to yeah, to like spend this this time digitally with it. I find it so fascinating. Yeah. Were you on, were you on the apps before that or? I was, yeah. I mean, I did it sporadically just because it was, you know, like I would get really bad responses from dudes like, um, bubble, you have to send this first message as a girl. And so I did. And like one time I got, um, I asked a guy what his favorite breakfast spot in town was. And he said, my pants, are you hungry? <laughs> really, <That's>... man? <laughs> like, can you just talk to me for five seconds before we, before you tell me you're fucking horny? Like, <laughs> yeah, haven't you seen the memo? You have all the time in the world to write poetry or other really clever or good pickup lines. You should be perfecting your pickup lines at home if that that's your is, business. That pickup line is something I feel like my seven-year-old nephew would be like would say to like yeah yeah exactly oh, but without the sexual innuendo yeah or like yeah yeah or or like he totally gets how inappropriate it is right He's like eat my pants right. <laughs> but yeah things are going well and like um we basically want the same things and um, excited to see what happens. So there's, there's like actual relationship conversations happening, not just the, uh, not sexy, not just sexy times. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, we've been talking. Hi, I'm Daniel founder of pretty litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created pretty litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Non-stop since Wednesday, so it's been a week now, and I talk. We talk like all day, every day. Um, it's like, what else is there to do? Um, and yeah, like we're I, as crazy as it is. I feel kind of really crazy. Like I, I don't know if you guys heard or seen about like Love Is Blind, the show on Netflix. 
<laughs> e, uh, I, I've been I, hearing it's like, about it in the yeah, background. I've been hearing kind about it like, like Tiger a, King to me. Exactly. It's back there. Yeah. It's back there somewhere. Yeah. Well, they sit in the pods and they can't see each other. They can only speak to each other until they find somebody and decide that they want to marry them, which that's a little extreme. I'm not going that far. Like, um, you know, <laughs> wait, is but, anyone but blind on the show? Is, no, are, no. Oh, I no, see. I see. No, I see. Okay. No. So they just don't, they just don't see each other and they yeah. base it all off of the things that they hear and, yeah. and say, okay. Yeah. Taking like, um, you know, like the physical appearance out of the picture. As a blind person, does that like, does that, does that, does that show kind of like speak to you in a certain way or like, or are you just like highly offended? Yeah. I'm not offended. I'm not easily offended. Um, but no, I mean, I, I seen the show and I, at first I refused to watch it. I was like, that is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and then my best friend told me to watch it. And so, so I listened to her. She knows me pretty well. So I did, I did enjoy it. It was like a train wreck that you couldn't really take your eyes off of. Yeah. It seems like that kind of trash TV that, mm-hmm. that once you start, you, it's, it's like Pringles. You just, you can't have, you, I you, feel like it's probably late. super. <laughs> yeah, right. That, yeah, sure. yeah. 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 No, thanks. I don't, I don't fucking eat chips. I don't know. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You don't eat chips. <laughs> look, I look, Bridie, listen to me. I only eat one type of chip. Doritos bowl barbecue. That's right. You know me well. You know me well. I love you. What kind of chips do I eat? Uh you eat all the chips. But salt and vinegar, you like you like wow. that a lot. Wow. That's the, that's a testament to how we pay attention to each other. <laughs> oh fuck you. Like all chips. You do eat all the chips. You eat you eat all the chips. You eat all my chips. <laughs> Well, that's what that's the important statement in the argument is it doesn't matter what kind of chips I like. I just you like eat salt and vinegar chips. chips. Yeah, I do like salt and vinegar chips. I knew you could. I knew you. Would, I knew you knew. Uh, I'm sorry, but if if we had the per, if we could rewind, I, it was the second thing that came out of my mouth before you started berating me. So thank you. <laughs> well, let's do this again. Let's do this again another time. This is what happens to this podcast when we're not gonna... together. It just erodes and us fighting over who eats what chips. Um, no, in all seriousness, like you guys have been getting me through this quarantine. Um, I found you guys probably a few weeks ago, um, and I just stumbled upon the podcast. Like I never even listened to a podcast before, and I've been devouring the episodes that's so i love cool. that i love that you just started listening to us and then all of a sudden you're like i'm gonna come on the show guys <laughs> and yeah. you're in your halifax you're yeah. like you're even in our in our town yeah turn me on we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors Well, speaking of coming on the show you sent us a, a pretty uh spicy little email um about things that uh, that have kind of been on your mind lately, having having listened to us, um, especially surrounding like interesting sex stories, um, I am kind of dying to know about some of these. Uh, the first one that you put down was um, doing unplanned anal for the first time while. So this is a very like inside sort of 
location, unless you live in Halifax, you're not going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. But um, inside the Bears Road <laughs> shopping mall, which is which is where that's where our vet is, and that's where Me my too. like my doctor, my my walk, my like family doctor offices. Um, that's where you give blood. That's where I give blood. Yeah, and that's where you gave. A whole bunch of something. Uh, how do you how do you accidentally do anal in the Bears Road shopping mall? <laughs> so uh, an ex boyfriend a uh, really long time ago, like I was into public sex a little bit more when I was like in my younger twenties. I'm I'm thirty now, um, but we were I was dating him and he was part of the night cleaning crew at uh, the Bears Road Shopping Center. Oh. And so we I've had... heard this audio porn. I've heard this audio porn. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were down in the office, which was like kind of uh, down downstairs, like dungeon style, like the boiler room, basically. And there was a desk and he had me bent over the desk and we were we were doing the deed. And then all of a sudden he just rammed it in my ass. Oh, my God. Ow. That hurts. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I cried. Oh no! Did he, so he, but was he it? Slipped? Did he mean to? He said that it was a slip. He said he didn't mean to, and he said oh, he didn't God. know that he did. But I was just like, "What the fuck?" Did you immediately go, "Whoa!" And that was yeah. the end? Okay, yeah, yeah. That's important. Yeah. That's important to to be like. I don't know if this is happening or if it's just a slip. You gotta kind of find that out right away. Yeah, no, that was definitely a slip. But I also have had a couple of issues in the past with like consent. Funny enough, surrounding anal as well from another partner that I've had, um, and that was um, that was a fellow that I've I had. Uh, been friends with benefits with and seen here and there over the years and um things were really good between us but he when he would get drunk he would try to do anal even though I had expressed that it was not something I was interested in like I've tried it it gave it a shot it's not for me I don't like I've got nothing against it but um just I can't do um (laughs) so he um he would get really drunk and he would continue to try. And one time I just had to stop the sex and say, listen, like, if you don't, I'm, I'm done. Like, if you don't listen that I don't want to do that, then. And I felt like maybe part of that was um, he's actually um, a little hard of hearing. Um, he can he's like me. He's like he can hear, but like he's got issues. Um, yeah, I couldn't tell if that was like, uh, you know, because Bridie also says I'm hard of hearing, but uh, I can hear pretty pretty much perfectly so i wasn't sure if, if you were pulling a bridey there or if he actually was having yeah. a hard time hearing like you have a hard time seeing yes yeah <laughs> yes he does I, I believe he does um but uh i know that was always kind of like a funny joke i was like you can be my eyes and i'll be your ears <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, so I had to I had to let him know. Like I still really like, you know, wanted to wanted to continue our friends with benefits um for a long time there and I, I said, you know, if you do that again, I'm gonna have to kick you out, but like don't fucking do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the anal is uh anal is not uh You gotta really trust the person. 
being mm-hmm. drunk not the time to to try out anal. I don't think. No, I think no. I think anal takes like <laughs> anal can be a very sobering experience. I think you being I think sober as the a, recipient as the recipient of someone who likes anal from time to time, being a little bit drunk isn't the worst idea on the receiving end. Right. But but yeah, but that's it. But I wasn't. But yeah, <laughs> no, but also no. Bridie, you're you're kind of used to it. So it's like if you've never done it before, do you think I think I'm if you've never done it, it you, <laughs> you just, are you you're used gotta, to ish to it. I got stuff up my butt all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, if you're gonna do it for the if anyone's out there listening right now and they're gonna they're they're thinking about trying anal for the very first time, maybe just maybe try it without being drunk. Although one shot of vodka to just to soften the sphincter. Oh my god, I'm not I am not <laughs> I am not going to stand by. Do you just feel that warm anal. warm relaxed anus settling into being marinated in in vodka from the inside out? I have to say I'm a little curious about poppers, but <laughs> Well, uh, I used to sell poppers. I used to yeah, sell poppers. Yeah, I used, yeah, yeah, I used to work at a, at a porn store. I used to sell them. And I will say this. I love poppers, but they make you so stupid. They, really? Poppers are not... Poppers are fun once every 10 years. <laughs> That, that, like, what do you mean they make you stupid? Like they put oh they fucking brain? they oh yeah they they make you go brain dead. You're you're they, for it like is a not, second or do they cause permanent brain damage? I don't think they're good for your brain. I I mean I don't know the science, but for yeah. sure you're just frying your brain. It's like fucking huffing paint. It's not good for your brain cells. You True. know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's it's definitely not a good thing. Good for to you. Do. Yeah, no, it's not good for you. It's a it's a, not a good for you thing. I mean, alright, But so. holy shit, it feels so good sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a, not an intro to anal tutorial by any means. <laughs> oh fuck no, no. We, we that was I think that was like our second episode. You can go back and listen to that. Um, have you had thing. have you had uh, have you had sex with that night? night um custodian or security guard uh since i i had since then like that was that was a boyfriend at the time oh okay okay um but we broke up he stole from my mom so um oh my god (laughs) yeah i've had some doozies (laughs) i would say yeah i know how to pick them um yeah yeah stole from my mom yeah Oh man! Who does that? No, maybe. The other thing that I that I was really curious about was um, in your email there. You you were listing a bunch of interesting sex stories, but the last one that you put was to the time my first the first time receiving a lick job from my female cousin. Let's hear that. My jaw dropped when I read that, uh, (laughs) and my eyes popped. What's that all about? Yeah, so um, I haven't really talked about this a whole much, a whole lot. So I was kind of like shocked at myself that I kind of just like jotted that down. I think I was looking for the like the shock factor, maybe. Um, <laughs> oh, you definitely got the shock factor. <laughs> let, let, 
let me ask you this. We'll get this out of the way right away. Uh, first, second, third cousin? Uh, first cousin. First cousin. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. She, um, we were probably, I was probably like, um, like 11, 12, 13, like not very okay. old. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't really know much about sex at the time. I was very sheltered. Like my parents didn't like give me the talk. Like I was, you know, told I, the teachers were going to tell me and they didn't really tell me either. So I learned things on my own. And so my cousin was kind of like, she was kind of always a bully, but she was my bully back then, but she definitely dominated me i'd say and she was telling me about like this thing that was called oral and i didn't know what it was and she was like i can she's like i can show you and i didn't know at the time that it was you know so bad and taboo to um you know like you know first of all like (laughs) incest like i didn't know what that was like i knew you weren't supposed to like kiss your and like you know marry your cousin but like i just it was new and i just didn't really understand whoa i I feel like for girls especially there's something like there's something that resonates about that story to to especially the bully like especially the the Mm. domination or like the power over um you know i not to like um take away from your story but something that like i had a memory the other day of of myself and and an older girl that you know we were probably both under 10 but to me she was like much older and and she was teaching me how to clean lint <coughs> clean lint out of my vagina after a bath and wait i it's it was what? formative it was Do you a formative get lint moment. in your vagina during during a bath how does just that like, work she was just talking about, she was just talking about like cleaning your body cleaning your uh, body right? right and obviously someone had taught her and she was teaching me and i, I remember i'm like this fucking memory i couldn't have been more than like four years old and i it imprinted so strongly on my mind and then i was just being like that's just like a like at what point we talk about these sort of stories with incest a lot too and and you know at what point at what age are you where you're like i this I sh- I don't know that this isn't appropriate or I don't know if this is appropriate. Right. Like that question doesn't even exist in your mind. No. Yeah, no. No, you, yeah, it's you can't like really wrap your head around it. No. I mean, I, like I I I mean if we're if we're all just like comparing stories here. Um I I definitely hadn't been in a situation like that, but I do remember, I do remember like as a, as a, as a young boy, probably like seven or eight, uh, an older, an, like older by a year or two cousin of mine, male cousin. Like I, I remember times being pretty young where like him and I would go, we would like go into a separate room and like compare our dicks. <laughs> you know, we'd like whip out our dicks and like look at each other's dicks and like, huh you're like he was like you know he was circumcised i at the time i wasn't and i was like oh that's weird like you don't have a like a little sleeve over yours what's going on here <laughs> like we would like just look at each other's dicks and be like oh well i guess that's i guess we got different dicks <laughs> and like go on with our day but uh that's about as far as it went um it, it like how did that how did that do you jill did like that that experience did it do you think that that shaped you in any sort of way? Like, was this a was it a one time thing, and then it never happened again? And it was like you thought about it when you were eighteen, and were like, "Holy fuck, what a weird thing." 
Yeah, it just happened the one time and I definitely looked back and I, I never talked about it with anyone and it definitely, I was like, holy crap, like that was, you know, that's not a normal thing that really happens and it's not technically like a good thing and uh, I kind of had a lot of shame around it for a long time and I never talked about it with anyone and then in the last few years, like I, I opened up about it a little bit, but um, I was kind of hoping to... Uh, I recently started seeing a therapist as well, and I have an appointment with her later today, so I was um, kind of hoping to t talk to her about that real quick before I got into it. <laughs> it's for the whole world to hear, but, you know, it's fine. It's fine. I'm pretty open, so, like, I, I it's fine. <laughs> well, now you can talk to her about it and be like, so I told uh, I, I told the story on a podcast that's going to be listened to by thousands of people. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> you know what? It's funny that you say that, Joe, because when you we because I originally asked you if you wanted to record at at like two o'clock, and you were like, "Oh, I'm meeting meeting with a therapist. I, maybe we could do it right after." I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> we won't be doing a recording after a therapy session. No, 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 because I've been <laughs> I've been to so I've been through so much therapy that I know that after I come out of a therapy session, I am like beyond like my every ounce of water in my body has come out through my eyes or my nose or and like through my armpits like I sweat I cry it's like a very messy experience really I haven't yeah. cried yeah. I haven't cried like that yet oh, yeah, it's still Bridie. pretty new it's still pretty new so you like Bridie does leak quite a bit I leak uh, I, I'm a very yeah. leaky person mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah I have. I mean, I I can relate. I can relate, girl. <laughs> uh, so I pulled. So I I put you out in front of the. Track. Well, all right. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> I want to. I want to come back to the. Um, at the very beginning, you were talking about how you started some new um, uh, antidepressants that kind of like took took a, a a bit of a toll on your libido. Um, yeah. Which is pretty common, you know. Mm -hmm. I've so I've heard from a lot of people who, who, um, who are prescribed SSRIs that they they see they see this big dip in their 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 sex yeah. drive, um, uh, but also kind of fascinating that you feel like it's kind of perked up again. Do you think that that's solely because of the interest in this new this new uh, potential partner through Bumble? Or, or do you think that you do you think that it's like just part of the process of the SSRIs kind of like working their way into your system and you're you're you know you're starting to find a new normal with with that drug? Um, I'm not sure. I think it might be a little bit of a combination of the two. Um, I think it definitely helps that. Um, that I feel so comfortable with this partner and like when we the conversation did turn sexy like it was just like very organic and like um natural almost mm. and uh it was very instant I could tell that there was uh something going on down there so it's like yeah very interesting I'm hopeful that it's it's not just new and it's going to stick around um do you um do you guys talk about meeting yeah so he works um he works on a offshore oil rig okay 
and uh, I, I'm by myself, uh, so I, I have, I've, oh my God, Jeremy, the last podcast from last week, you, um, you said all I want is a, is a hug, and I screamed, me too, oh my God, me too, like, yeah. all I want is a hug, like, like, I'm used to living by myself, I'm an only child, so, like, it's, it's fine that way, but, like, I, I have a lot of friends, and I, I love hugs, so I haven't had a hug in, in weeks, and it's tough, but, um, uh, he, I feel like I kind of want him to maybe be my isolation buddy. I know we're not supposed to see one another right now, but like, I'm not seeing anyone else literally. So, um, I feel like, I don't know. So I'm going to get some backlash for that or what, but. Is he um, coming back from the rig? Yes. Like sometime soon? Yeah. Friday. So he's, um, it's 21 days on 21 (laughs) days off and, um, they it's in Nova Scotia waters, so it's not like he's not required to self isolate for fourteen days. Right, right. Um, Why? Um, because it's still he's still in Nova Scotia. In Nova Scotia technically. Oh, right, got it. It's mm-hmm. like if you're outside of the province, that's when you have yeah. to self isolate. Yeah, I mean it, it. That's one of those things that that I kind of struggle with, you know, where this idea of like we shouldn't be the the whole idea of self isolation and like quarantining ourselves is is for the for getting us through this entire thing so that you know that 10 months from now maybe we don't have to be doing that mm-hmm. you know um mm-hmm. but then there's also this point of like well where like where where exactly is that line um that you may potentially need to or or can cross like for your own for your own sanity as long as like what is happening is like very is is being done like extremely uh calculated and extremely carefully you know um I don't, I don't. I don't really. I know. I know that for sure. Whatever I fucking say right now, I'm. We're gonna get a bunch of emails about how she just shut my fucking mouth. But like this, I this notion of like someone who is offshore working two weeks at a time and then comes back like or three weeks at a time and then comes back for two or three weeks, whatever it is, instead of going straight to his like apartment here and not seeing a single soul versus going to your place where neither of you are going to see see a single soul, but at least you'll be together and you'll have some like comfort and, and like, you know, physical intimacy and, and like someone to fucking talk to, you know, in person rather than over a screen. I, I don't know. I feel like that's, uh, I of all people probably should be the person that's like, don't fucking do it. But I think I'm like, no, man, I think we, I think if we, if we have that ability, then we should, we should take it because, uh, cause times are just so fucked up right now. However, having said that, I do not condone going up and meeting up with like a Tinder date, no, like a social no. distancing date or some bullshit, like just Absolutely fucking stay not. at home and, <laughs> and don't hang out with anyone unless you know that you and that person are the only people that are going to be in that home. You know, and now if he goes to the, if he goes back to the rig in two weeks and comes back a, a second time and goes to your house and then you end up getting COVID because he caught it there. Well, that that's that's 
when it becomes not okay. <laughs> you know, like yeah, that's obviously right? the and thing that you would want to avoid, but I guess that's the risk that you would be taking. Didn't you say 21 days on, 21 days off? Yeah. Okay. So there's a fucking, what are, what are we talking about? This is, a, this is a completely easy one of these things to solve. Some of oh, these are of really the 14 complicated. Days? Because of the 14 days. So this is what he does. Yeah, yeah. Not, Joe no, is going to leave the rig. He's going to go home. He's going to sit in his apartment by himself for 14 days. Somebody's going to, you, you guys are going to talk all day long. Ah. You guys are going to have your groceries delivered. Ah. You're going to blah, 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 blah. And then on day 15, there's like, that's still, that's another, that's, that's another, another that's six another week. days of like, mm, just yeah. together time. That seems very safe to me. That seems mm. very safe. Now, yeah, no, because then even when he goes back to his rig. That's that's it. There's another 21 it. days. You don't yeah. have it. He doesn't, he's not, you know. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we are not, um, this is not a medical podcast. We are not doctors. We Look. are just, we are just sex gurus. Okay. So <laughs> that is all we are doing here. We are just sex gurus. All right. Follow our cult. Patreon.com slash Termion. That's all we are. Sex gurus. Give us your money. We are full of of uh, of this kind of uh, like you know top grade Cold, hard a facts. advice. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think you did fucking nail it there, though, Brad. That's right. Uh, I, I mean, mean, like, look, math. so many things are complicated right now, and sometimes yeah. it's just not. Sometimes it's just math. Yeah, just math and fucking. Yeah. For seven yeah. days straight. I mean, I like, yeah, I think also there's a part of me that just like vicariously wants to live through you, Jill, because I, I'm, I am so physically pent up. Like I can't, I, I can't snuggle this dog any more than I'm already snuggling him because it's borderline not legal. Like I am, I am, if I squeeze Bigby any tighter, (laughs) I'm going to kill him. You know, I need like I need a hu- I need a I need a human dog, and the fact that you have one potentially lined up makes me kind of excited. Jill, is touch one of your love languages? I think so. I haven't done like the test or anything, but um, I think it. I think it is, and like quality time. Mm-hmm. If I was to guess, if I was to like assume, yeah, man. Well, I think about I think about you. Primary touch people a lot. Yeah. Right yeah. now, in all of this, are you not that bride? <clears throat> no, you're you're an acts of service lady. Mostly quality time and quality time. Yeah, not not necessarily quantity, but quality and um, and yeah, acts of service are things that make me feel really taken care of. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm definitely on the physical touch train. I was listening to Esther Perel talk about how, you know, for some people in crisis, they need to be held, they need to be touched. And then in, you know, other people cannot tolerate it at all when there's in times of stress. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's been a really interesting thing to observe in myself because I know I'm, I know I'm a don't touch me when I'm stressed out and, um, and to be, adjusting to this now it's like been about three weeks of a sort of routine in this new normal that is like uh oh I can't I can't not take care of my stress level right now because it's it's uh it's not even that it's like so much more stress than I'm used to feeling because I I think I I think I I think I cultivate a certain amount of stress on an ongoing basis um which I'm 
observing as well. But like I have to take care of my stress response here because um, it's impacting my like it's going to impact my ability to connect with anybody. Like I can feel Ooh. it in co- communication with my sister, who's also very physically affectionate and you know, I can, we can't touch each other, but um, I'm still uncomfortable by mm. it. You know, like it's still making me, my skin crawl a little bit. Um, so I know that the, the last couple of days I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta fucking turn this ship around. I gotta just like, <clears throat> take some control here, which is why I went for a run today. So. Yeah, it's pretty, it is pretty fascinating to see. I, I don't know. I'm not speaking for anyone but myself here, but I'm sure that I'm not alone in, in witnessing like <clears throat> how, how much more I slash we seem to be examining our, our, our own mental health and like our the status of like where we are mentally versus if we weren't in this pandemic it's like we can we we get so caught up in the in the the rat race of life that we we so easily stack like those stresses those mental stresses on top of one another on top of one another on top of one another and we like we push it away enough and enough and enough that the next thing we know we like we're we're about to crack because we we've just we've piled on too much and we haven't like given ourselves the space to like, to, to take care of that. Whereas because we're cooped up right now and because we're so fucking stuck at home, it's like, there's almost this continual check-in like, okay, how am I? Uh-huh. How am I doing? Uh-huh. Uh, you know what? I'm not doing good. I need to go for a walk. Uh, I need to put down the screen. I need to, Go just like lay and and close my eyes for a minute, um, and those steps of like going for a walk or closing the screen or going to lay down or whatever whatever they may be, those things on a regular day, we might not have like given the time because uh, I'll I'll get to it later. Yeah, Whereas take now that of it. now we're now we're here and we're and we're we're noticing like you know. Can you imagine if if two months ago you were out for coffee with a friend and that friend just put the coffee down and looked at you and said, what do you think it would be like if two months from now every single person on the planet was basically demanded that they stay in their house and they can't leave until maybe the fall? Like how fucking hard it would be for you to wrap your, you'd oh, be man. like, oh, we'd all go, we'd all go crazy. We'd all fuck yeah. We'd all completely lose our minds. Yeah. But yeah. we're in that now. And because we're in that and it's, and that thought of like that conversation is so fucking bonkers. We're in that bonkers state right now. And so if we don't, if we aren't careful, if we aren't constantly checking in with how we are mentally, then like, holy fuck, like you're bound to just kind of snap, you know? So you, we really need to be like witnessing this roller coaster that we're on, and and like anticipating the. It's like when you're on a roller coaster and you're anticipating that down when you're going up. You're like, oh my god, here it comes, here it comes. Like we need to be doing that mm-hmm. for every up and down of this entire ride, because uh, it's a it's a it's a fucked up roller coaster. Yeah. The I had this image, this memory of. Um, 
I was biking with my brother-in-law, Ted, and we were in Toronto and uh, we were coming, I was coming down Broadview Avenue, which is like right at the top (laughs) of a a pretty deep valley. And the valley goes down this like grassy hill from Broadview um, down into a park and then eventually a big highway and whatever. So he, he takes a turn off of the road and he starts going down the hill and I just kind of followed him and my like risk assessment tool must have been impaired in some way because before I knew it, I'm like fucking flying down this hill on this bike and, and Ted is like, woo. And I had to make this fucking choice. And I, there's only been a handful of times, maybe a couple of times I felt this in my life where, where it was like, I'm going to either break down right now, like emotionally and mentally, I'm going to break down and maybe even leap away from this bicycle because I'm worried I'm not going to, I'm worried I'm going to wipe out at the bottom or that I'm going to smash into a tree or that blah, 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 whatever. Like I was just going so fast that I, I was like, "Ah, this is it. This is it. Or, I'm going to fucking try to stay the course and not wipe out. And I'm gripping my handlebars and I'm fucking panicking, but I'm, I'm drawing on everything inside of me just to like focus so closely so that maybe focus isn't even the right word, but just to like be there and not, not be worried about what's going to happen at the bottom. Same thing. I had the same experience downhill skiing. Jeremy, you, you had to bail me out there because I I did I took my skis off mm. <clears throat> and um and I have that same sort of feeling right now at like week three of quarantine where I'm like I can't this can't this can't wipe me out not not the virus but like mentally yeah yeah mentally, this whole I gotta, process I, yeah I got I got to use my skills right now to Ooh. stay like steady to stay at least steady be okay with like the emotions be able Mm -hmm. to like feel all the feelings the panic when it comes the thrill when it comes and and all of it um to really actually feel it but just like moment by moment yeah um fuck what weird times (laughs) it's such like an alternate universe it Mm -hmm. is it totally is yeah how are you like how are you feeling about it all jill do you feel you know so i i mean we don't we don't know you at all but obviously you you uh someone living with a disability someone who also is is uh working with some mental health issues like how are you how are you um uh it's it's so weird because i feel like the world is upside down but i also feel like certain things in my life are also coming together in a weird way hmm Um, I feel like I I am really, I have like spurts of being really stressed out, really anxious and like worried. Like I am really worried about what's going to happen. Like, I mean, um, I'm, you know, my grandfather's got COPD. My best friend has asthma. Like I'm not even super confident in my own lungs because like I'm a, I was a, a cigarette smoker. I quit seven weeks ago, actually. Hey, congrats. Thank you. And, um, but I still smoke weed, so I still have that. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> so I hear it's, not the, it's not the COVID, guys. Like <laughs> we're all clearing our throats here, but it's not the COVID. <laughs> but um, I, I 
kind of made like a like a weird peace with it lately after like most of the initial like anxiety and stress is mm. gone and i've been going for more walks like i when i was depressed there for a long time um i i was just like here on the couch like i didn't want to move but now like um before the antidepressants i started eating healthier in january and also since then i've i've actually lost 15 pounds um and then i quit smoking and i still continued to lose weight somehow <laughs> good for you awesome thank Sounds. you <laughs> so i don't know like i did all these things all at once so i don't really know what like the magic what which one really helped the most or if it was a combination of all things um the, the antidepressants the walking the eating healthier and the the quitting smoking um and now like i'm talking to somebody who like i can like we're talking about a future and like it's really exciting and stuff mm. like that um so that's like keeping me positive i feel like i'm way more connected with everyone like living on my own like I i'm chatting with people like different friends like every day and like seeing people over facetime like it's it's a whole different connectedness that i'm feeling definitely yeah i feel that too <clears throat> Um, but yeah, and I also kind of had like a weird moment of clarity. I think part of the depression that I was having was due to, um, um, I went to school and I finished my course back in the summer and, um, I was, I had zero motivation. Like I was so burnt out and tired afterwards. Like I just wanted to sleep and then the burnout turned into like a depression. And I think I realized recently the reason I didn't really want to look for a job was because I wasn't really, it wasn't what I wanted to do. And I was frustrated that I wasted two years and like killed myself doing it basically. And I didn't really want to do it, but I, during the quarantine, I've had so much time to think and I started listening to you guys and you kind of inspired me a little bit. And I would like to talk to you about this maybe at a later time, but uh, I may be thinking about doing a podcast. Oh, sweet. It's a great time to get into podcasting. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Seriously. Like why the hell not? <laughs> that's well, that's awesome. I, yeah. It's good. It's nice to hear that, um, that you're in that, uh, a similar boat, I feel, to uh, to myself, which is that there's there seems to be there seems to be ways around everything that's happening to kind of make the most of it and to really uh, to really make make it kind of worth the time that we're gonna be forced to put into doing nothing. Um, mm -hmm. So that's really nice to hear. The connections are such a big theme. Like, I mean, I'm I'm I live in my own bubble, but this. I've been seeking out speakers that I already respect and listen to. Esther Perel is one of them. She's a relationship therapist um, and therapist of just a really cool thinker in general. <clears throat> and, uh, and yeah, one of the things I was listening to her do a um, episode with Tim Ferriss on Tim Ferriss's podcast. And uh, <clears throat> she said, broaden the definition of, of who's there for you. I think, um, basically we're looking around and, and, and in, in, you know, maybe more traditionally we've prioritized romantic relationships, but now the value of other relationships is like kind of surfacing, I think. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I thought that was a really just interesting kind of theme that what's probably going to get us through all of this is the connections that we mm -hmm. and what those connections prioritize. look like mm -hmm. after, you know, yeah. is, is really, really fascinating. Yeah. Well, speaking of connections, uh, Jillian, this has been really sweet to sit mm -hmm. down and shoot the shit with you. 
Um, I, I feel, I feel pretty grateful that we, even in this time of, of, uh, weirdness where, you know, generally we wouldn't record with people unless we could sit down in a, in a, in the same room with them and being forced to do it this way has kind of opened up some doors, uh, for, for this podcast and, and sick boy, my, my other podcast as well. And so to, uh, to have our first opportunity to sit down with somebody remotely, um, such as yourself has been a very, very much a, a pleasurable experience. And, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing, uh, how things go for you in, in the, in the future with this new potential partner, um, and all your other endeavors. So thank you so much for, for sitting down and shooting the shit with us. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. I'm really happy. I got to talk to you guys. This Sweet. is way more intimate feeling than I expected. It is. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, and you know what else I like? I like it when you, the listener, goes <clears throat> to Apple Podcasts and leaves a rating and a review, uh, and hit the subscribe button. Some and things tell never all change, your friends, folks. Tell your friends to do the same thing. Uh, <clears throat> and if you want to support us um, in other ways, which we would be ever so grateful, you can go over to Patreon.com/slash/TurnMeOn and become a patron. Um, it would be a huge help for us, especially in these weird and struggling times for artists. Um, and Brady, why don't you tell them about uh, our Instagram and how to reach out? We sure do have an Instagram uh, for your viewing pleasure um, at Turn Me On Podcast. And if you want to send us an email, you want to be a guest uh, now, now suddenly any anywhere you are is not a barrier. You can be a guest on the show. Reach out. That's turn right. Me On Podcast at gmail.com <coughs> or at our website, turnmeonpodcast.com. I think there's a Twitter, but I have never seen it. Dude, I, I don't fuck. I don't fucking manage it. It's just sitting there. We don't um, really do anything with but it. definitely, our Instagram is a good place to go. If you if you DM us on Instagram, Jeremy's gonna see it first. And if you send an email, I'm gonna see it first. So you can just whatever whoever your favorite is. Uh, well, <laughs> well let me also opinion. say this: if you if you're expecting to be heard back, uh, if you expect someone to reach back out to you, send an email because because uh, I it don't might, have the time. It might take me a few months, but yeah. I'll, I'll, go, I'll get to it. Uh, well, that is it for this week. It sure is. Until next week, go fuck yourself. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 